questions. History. Religion. Grace. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. Join us as we talk about our favorite TV shows and movies and point out grace. With some interesting twists and a little humor. You're listening to Who's Saying Grace. Welcome to Who's Saying Grace. It's nighttime and we normally record during the day. So there's a little bit of yawning and a little bit of slap happiness, maybe. I don't know. And hopefully this goes well. <laughs> yes, we did do a slight review. Um, and it's, you know, I I do want to say um, like it's a Saturday. I know we don't really talk about when it is and what's going on, but when we re- when we record, <laughs> yeah. But guys, I might need some accountability here soon because I've got to or people, people. I'm trying not to say guys in general. Um, I need to go to church on Sundays. <laughs> Sarah, and it's tomorrow. And yes, because Do I you like, need I want, to. Okay, I don't need to. I want to, and I, but I want it to be like beam me there. Like I need like a beam me up, Scotty. Even though I love to drive because I love listening to music while I drive. Okay. I might actually come tomorrow. What will you do? Your mom said, didn't she say if Rachel's on time or something like that, I'll eat my hat. That's what she said one time to something. That was years ago, years (laughs) and years and years ago. Okay. So here we are. This is season four. You're just not even going to go there. You're not even going to try and get me to church. Like, Hey, we got donuts or we got something. We'll always have some kind of treat because, you know, my girls always cook something up really nice, which I'm not good at. So I would not be the one that to bring treats to church. I don't eat treats at church and I don't bring them, but that's just me because I'm very structured, literal, <laughs> scientific, <laughs> what are the treats non-emotional. Do? I'm non-emotional guys. <laughs> the treats do nothing for you. You're like, no. bring the paper and the pens and the questions. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I'm like, don't distract me with treats, people. <laughs> I need the treats. Wait, also, um, so I, I love Sarah's church. And this was, this is something that I wish I would know if people listening would, would want to, like we talk about, I want one here. I want a Grace Church here by me. And I'm always like that big dreamer. I'm like, well, I'll just start one along with everything else that I'm doing. And I- You have a lot of good ideas. You're such a good dreamer. I know I'm a dreamer. We need the dreamers. We need the dreamers. We need people to cast the vision. Yeah, then I need somebody to do it. Like I literally wanted to have this like booth that was like, you know, like Lucy has the thing on the peanuts where they like come and get advice or whatever. You just come and I'll give you an idea and then you go do it. Cause that's where, and then I can help you with it, but it's always the, anyway, um, as I'm staring at a picture that says dream big in front of me from, (laughs) I, the thing I like that I, I like that there's no fluff, even though I'm a fluffy person, because I'm to a point where I see through the fluff. I know this is going to sound terrible. No, no judgment, no judgment, no judgment. I don't, for me, I don't want that anymore because and I like, I think a lot of people like that because it does, like you're saying, it gives you that feel good. Like when there's all of the bells and whistles. And I think that does serve a purpose. And I'm not, you know, I don't want to get into 
saying that that's not a good thing and nobody should have that. Like, I love that people mm-hmm. want to go and community and there's lots of helping that comes out of churches. And so I don't, I'm not saying that just for me, I like that I can go um, when I, when I've come to your church a few times that I can be there. And it's like, I mean, we sat in a circle. I know you don't always sit in a circle, but I liked that a lot. It was a big, You're so circle, funny. But I liked so it. I will have to say though, the whole fluffy thing. I don't know if people understand fluffy and we do because we talk about it a lot, but I had to explain it to someone at work this week because I had to explain to them that I'm not a fluffy person. And they thought that I meant like, wait, because one of my good coworkers, she said that she has always been described as a fluffy person. And she, she thought it was because of her weight. And I was like, no, 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 no. It has nothing to do with your weight. I said, it's because you love to use creative words and you describe everything. Like when she sends me a text message, a text message, it's a, it's like a book. And then I'll send back to her. Thanks. Or okay. Or one thing. And then, so again, I'm straight to the point. I'm pretty blunt. Yeah. That is not fluffy. So that's what that means. When somebody says, when we talk about it here, when we talk about being a fluffy person is like, you'd have to describe things and you're just passionate about things. And I I guess I get passionate about stuff, but I'm still very literal. Yes. So anyway, I just wanted to explain that a little bit, like what fluffy means. Fluffy at church means also to me, like not even fluffy, I guess, like, I just like, because there's, there's not baptism. There's not the, I mean, I know there's worship, but not like, there's not a band and there's not a children's program. There's not this, it is literally learning and getting to ask questions and, um, study. It's like class, but not. I don't know. That's how I feel like, I feel like I'm like going to a school, but a class that I chose that I want to, that I'm not getting a grade, but that I'm like, I just want to learn. And 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 then like the professors are um, air quotes. I did air quotes. (laughs) The professors are the, you know, willing to entertain questions and even willing to go, I don't know, or to go, you know, let me look that. Let's figure that out. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's figure it out. So and wait, I got to say one thing. I'm laughing so hard when you said the part about, I just answer with okay or whatever. I was with some friends last weekend and we were talking about the thumbs up emoji. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think the thumbs up emoji is very, very needed. Like you don't need to, okay, I don't need to say a million things back to you. So this is where I kind of wasn't okay, fluffy, good. but they are super fluffy. And so now I use it as a joke because they were like, you better never give me that thumbs up. Like I need something back when you're getting, it. I'm like, but sometimes it's like, Hey, I'm on my way. What do you want? Be like, Hey, that is amazing. I cannot wait to see you. I'm like, no thumbs up. Awesome. You're here. (laughs) Yeah. And I will have to say that sometimes I can be so literal and non-fluffy and direct that I hurt people's feelings. And I don't mean to, I don't mean to do that. I'm just like, I, I don't want to say things that are untruthful or, or get rid of. So anyway, sometimes for me, if I don't respond to you, it's because I'm afraid that if I say something 
it'll be too direct and you'll take it the wrong way. And so it's better for me just to not say anything than to say something and for you to take it the wrong way. So just know that if you, if you don't get a response from me, it doesn't mean I don't care or I'm not thinking about it. It's just that it may not come across well. And so, yeah. So thumbs up. It's, it's better to be silent. Like we talked about in, I think a previous podcast, sometimes it's just better to be silent. Yep. 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 Well, we are, okay. this is people, we are watching a lot of episodes and Sarah is so good at summing it up. And I love it. Our powwow. Really? We always have our little powwow before. And I think we had two themes. We're on season. Okay. The last kingdom on Netflix. Go watch it. And we are on season four. This is a really good season. Season four is a really good season. Super good. Season four, episodes one through five. Yes. But it's actually season three of our podcast. Yes. But season four of the show. And everybody's getting a glow up. Look, check out Aleswith. I'm going to put a post on our Instagram of her first. It's like the, it's like she did one of those make makeover shows. Oh man. What was the makeovers or what was glamour shots? Remember oh glamour gosh. shots? Are you did at the mall. Yeah. She's <laughs> ready for a glamour shot for sure. Yes. And, um, I think, you know, kind of, we talked about the, um, first episode always sets us up for the season and gets us ready. And what was, there was something that was pretty important that I love that you pulled from that other than our two themes. I'll go back my ADD, ADHD, whatever we're going to call that. My, my destruction stuff. I don't like, (laughs) but my destruction stuff, my excited side is pushing ahead. Um, I saw a lot of women power throughout these episodes and I loved that you saw, I was going to let you take it. Oh, okay. Uh, Here we go. (laughs) I didn't know if it was my cue. Okay, here you go. Thumbs up. So I saw in that first episode, um, actually the first maybe two or three episodes we have where people are just really questioning, I guess you would call it their destiny or God's will. And it was very interesting to me the way I saw three characters, Ailfric, who, I don't even know if I'm saying that right, Elfwick, Elfric, which is Uhtred's uncle, that is now the, Uhtred's uncle, that is the leader of Bebenbur, and Ethelred, which Mm -hmm. is the king of Mercia, Ethelflaed's husband, which they hate each other, and Aleswith, which is the queen mother, or the queen of the late King Alfred. So we have those three people, Aelfric, Ethelred, and Aleswith, who were sort of questionable people in their intentions. And, but they still say that they are Christian people. Air quotes again. Air quotes again. So if you're not watching our YouTube. And again, this is the whole thing that we question on. This is what our podcast is almost completely about is you know, just giving people the ability to make their own decisions and not claim everything is from God, because why are you doing that? Why do you need to claim it's from God? So we have these three people that are claiming these things from God. And by their definition of Christian, they're not Christian. They're not good people. So Ailfric, who is the uncle, 
I like, I'm going to go back real fast. I like how you said mm-hmm. their definition of Christian. So yes. like they have their definition of what they think Christianity is, but yet they're not that. Even no. though they they're that. Yeah. Because they assume it by birth, I guess. I don't know. Must or well, ritual or tradition. They probably believe that the, the they cross. get it by right, by proxy. Yeah. And, and because I believe in these things, then that makes me a Christian. Right. So we have the uncle, Uhtred's uncle, who is the Lord of Bevenberg, makes the statement. My brain won't stop. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, I Rachel. I ask you a question. I need some theology here because my brain went to this. Okay. So they think that they're being Christians and we believe that being a Christian, like for salvation, right? This ain't it mm-hmm. down here for salvation. You are believed that the Lord is your savior, that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for my sins, covered me. Am I going right with this so far? Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. they believe that. So technically under the body of Christ of what we believe, they are Christians, but God will know their heart for real. But right. they think being good is in addition to all of that I just said. They also think I almost... do works and be good and stuff. So I'm, so that's what I'm saying. You don't think they know that they're doing bad things? I think they know that they're know, conniving they and manipulative. Ins- I think they know inside, but I think from the outside view of this pious, like how they are, they think they're doing the right things by being a leader, being a whatever they are. Aylesworth is always praying and doing, so they're doing the things that look like, how many air quotes am I going to throw today? I know we're throwing lots of air quotes. Sorry to distract you, but I'm just, I'm going, I mean, technically, Yeah. yeah, but according to their definition, they think they are, but they aren't really. Yeah. I don't they, even they know, know that they are, but they are. Their definition is really messed up, but. Okay. Carry on. Sorry. So, so back to Uhtred's uncle thinks that he's a Christian man and he makes the statement that he has, he's the Lord of Bevenber because God is rewarding him with that. He's yeah. been rewarded because he's a good Christian man. Okay. Then we have. Justifying. <laughs> Aylesworth, who yeah. is a good Christian woman, and she has stated that much. And now she's now she begins to question if God is really guiding her because she says in a um, couple times or like there's a whole episode of her questioning the bride she chose for her son. And she's feeling very guilty of putting away air quotes again, putting away that first wife of her son, Edward, where they sent her to the nunnery and took her kids away from her because they, she had nothing to offer the kingdom, which the other girl did. Yeah. So she made the wrong choice because now this woman that is now her new, his new wife is creating lots of havoc. But right before she has the guilt and whatnot, is there a part where she's talked or is it father Pierlig that is talking to her and says like, lady, you let the, when, cause she's the one that set it up because at first I don't think she's feeling that, but I think after he says that to her, I think she starts to process that. 
Could be. I don't remember that part, but that right. very well could a, be. Let me get my handy dandy. Pierlick has a lot of parts in this season. I know it does. Um, it's and then I think it's just really comical the way Ethel Red, the Sorry. way Ethel Red throws in his God-given destiny. Yeah. As he says that his God-given reward and destiny is to hump Edith, which Edith is going to be a huge powerhouse, but. It's just really funny that he says God gave him the desire to have her and she should let him because it's it's their God-given destiny. And he's a Christian man and she should just let it happen. Yeah. Pretty funny to me. For me. I found but it. But how many times does stuff like that really happen? I mean, we kind of laugh about that whole situation, but that's a that's a real thing in the Christian world where men think that they have control over women. And we are going to see it played out a lot in these five episodes where um, women are taught that they are just. I'm glad there's not as much. I don't know how you'd say that. I know there's still a lot of it, but I don't see a lot of it. Maybe this is, again, our differences of where we live. Mm -hmm. I don't see that very much. I see um, a little, but I also wonder, are there certain part like certain what do I want to call it? Sex of Christianity. Yeah, it's sex. like very, very structured, um, controlled Christianity, um, fundamental Christians yeah. hold tight to that. And they give men a weird power over women that is very difficult. And there is one Instagram account that I follow that she um, grew up in a very structured Christian home and her father was a pastor. Her husband was a pastor and they were very controlling, very narcissistic. And there's a lot of abuse that goes on like that, that you probably don't know about just because you don't follow that, those people and don't see it. But in certain, um, I guess I just call it structured religions. It does happen. Maybe even, I don't think it's just Christianity. I know about it. No, I don't either. That's what I was just going to get at, that it's not just Christianity. It's it's a lot in the Middle East. Yeah, and it's that old, yeah, kind of that old way of thinking. Well, the whole situation with Edith, when she does say that when Ethelred finally kind of redeems himself, and we'll get into that, which I'm so glad. Yeah. (laughs) He finally comes to his senses just a little. But she does tell him that when he kind of apologizes to her for treating, mistreating her, she's like, well, as women were taught that we're to be mistreated by men. And that's what we deal with every day. It's no, it's just what we deal with. Yeah. You see that. I just, that pure leg and ails with thing. um, That's when he starts to question her and saying, it's not from God you invited the serpent in. Don't be surprised. Mm. I think that's her flip of right there of like, you know, going, I have, you know, and then I think it's Hild that says something to her that like, when she asks where that woman is, where Edwards, Mm -hmm. like that they got married in secret. He's when he's like, when she's like, where she starts to feel that guilt. Cause she's like, oh yeah, she's in a nunnery and she's not, they say she does not have happy days. And then she's, right. So again, we're seeing that it's another woman who got put in a place, like again, a power. yeah, that too. They put but her, we're, 
That's what I it's get. It's all about frustrated. choices, choices and consequences. That's, that's the whole reason we do this podcast is to prove or to kind of question, get you to question that, you know, we, we like to say that God does all these things, but in the end, it's really just choices and consequences. Every choice you make has a consequence and we can't, we can't, and it's not, we can't make choices that are going to be good for everyone. Sometimes we have to make choices that are good for us, that are good for our families, and it's going to affect other people. At the end of the day, we try to do the best that we can to protect ourselves, to protect as many people as we can. And it's not always, it's not God. It's not him making those okay choices. Not, it's us. It's okay not it's to okay. say that. Like it doesn't what's going to happen if you say it's not God? What's, what's going to happen? It's it not taking power away from him. Or, or talking, taking away from what God is. Right. And yeah. How- because when you say that God does those things for you, it creates atheists because they know it's not true. They know that it's not fair yeah, and they see the injustice. Just. They see the injustice in it. And they, they say, and they know that they don't, if that's what God is, they don't want that God because yeah. that's a very unjust God. I follow, we follow that one account I'm hoping someday we'll get to have her on here, but we follow an account where I can see the stuff that she says. I'm like, I get it. I totally understand why you think that it makes Mm -hmm. sense to me when it's, when it's those pushback things. I think that was a good, um, what you just said was a good segue into talking about, we, we, um, really get to know Uhtred's son. Yes. Who is much older than Uhtred thought much bigger because there's a hilarious scene where he gets him a horse to take and it's a pony tiny and then finnan's got a great line where he or like a great giggle in that part he's like (laughs) he's like uh nice horse or whatever he says you know right like he's not seven i realized you had grown so much you know and he's a full-grown man i know so he's he likes he's a christian He's a sex and full and full, full all the way. And so and that was a choice that somebody made for his kids, which led to him being a Christian, which a lot of people would go, oh, that's how, that's how God works in mysterious. It was ways. destined. I'm like, no, stop that. But Uhtred was taken away from a Christian family and put into a heathen family and became heathen. So how was that God's choice? Well, so you have know the ways of the Lord, Sarah. And that's what Uhtred even says, you know, when he's talking with Ethelfled and he, and she says, when they're getting ready to um, go to the battle of Tettenhall and she says, I think he is worried about protecting her and that, you know, what if yeah. they die? What if this is their last time together? And she says, Oh no, we're not going to die because God favors those with goodness in their hearts. And it's a beautiful statement, but if that were true, then we wouldn't have people dying of cancer and people dying with all kinds of, you know, reasons people die because they were good in their hearts. What's he say? Something like the gods. And he said the gods play with us and that we don't, we don't really know what's going yeah. on and we can't really like know that and we don't know our destinies I don't like that answer either I like how you brought up um Finnan's prayer mm. wasn't it Mark Raleigh's 
prayer then in yeah so then after they have that whole That's discussion the real answer right yes and this is it's it's a beautiful moment right before they go into the battle of Tetnal and I, the way that the producers or producer even director. did this whole scene Directors. director yeah. producers whoever wrote it whoever um created the whole scene it's really cool. I don't even think I did not notice that at all the first time going through it. But um, Uhtred is lost before that. He's lost Bevenber. He doesn't know his destiny. Has he lost Bayoka, his own, his family, his only family left. He's lost Tira. I mean, he still kind of has Brita. Brita has been there from the beginning, but everyone else is gone. And he and thinks that he's like not doing the thing. And he's got one. To, right. Yeah. And so he thinks that he's lost his destiny. And I'm going to go back here just a little bit more too, because his son really brings him back to reality. When his son tells him, you know, I remember that moment when you left for a battle and you left us. Yeah. And, and, and he, he, he leaves it at that making it sound like Uhtred was a bad dad. And Uhtred says, yeah, I remember that too. That was hard for me too. And he said, that's the last time I saw your mom. And that was awful. And then his son again says, well, my mom told me at that point that the reason you left is because your purpose is to protect us and to protect those who you love. Yeah. And that's your purpose. Your purpose is not to conquer bed and you know Bevenber and so I think that was a huge realization for Uhtred at that moment was that it's more about his family and protecting people and again I think that goes to show to make wise decisions it's not about you gaining a destiny or you gaining I know we say all the time destiny is all <laughs> destiny it's is all. really more about your purpose and we say this all the time what is your purpose or what why do you do what you do yeah. why are you doing that and I know I that <laughs> we believe in God we believe in Jesus as the savior that died rose again he's died for our sins we have that heavenly hope we believe the things of the Bible. That's where we're fully persuaded right now. And again, it's all about making choices in our daily lives. That's why, Rachel, I think in a past podcast, you said you love grace because it's not just like this feel good message on Sunday, or it's not just like this, let's get pumped up for our destiny. Let's get pumped up for God on one day of the week. But it's, it's or just even the way you, you think about it or like right. things when you're doing something or you're volunteering or you're whatever, it's like, it's a constant Your service. Life. And it's just like, this is my purpose. It's to try to make the best decisions that I can in light of what my goals are is to try to get people to have a hope and a purpose and thinking for future. And for us right now, we think that you know, the Bible tends to be the most, makes the most sense to us right now. It's been a long, it's been around the longest. It kind of has the most credibility to what we think for us. And so that's what we've 
kind of put our hope in right now. Um, so again, it's more about a, a, a purpose of how you make your choices than you having a perfect plan for your life or following a destiny. Yeah. And so we get to this great moment right before they go into the battle of Tettenhall. And it's really good the way Finnan is the orator or he's the one that's, that's the narrator and they're showing all kinds of, um, like they're showing the whole view of the battle and, yeah. and what's about to happen and they're getting y'all hyped up, but it's a really cool poem. And I don't know, I was going to look it up to see if it was actually a Psalm, but mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, it really sounds like a Psalm. So um, I'll have to look that up later and just um, see, but I probably, this is your, your kids love the Psalms at school to sing. So, yeah, I'm not going to get into story. that right now. We got to tell that story sometime. Um, so he's saying someday. that in the battle, but it was so, it was so spot on for grace. Yeah, it is. And so I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll say the, yeah. the poem right now, but you can go back and listen to it. It's on episode four, um, right before it's probably right in the middle of the episode. Cause I think the battle takes the whole last half of the episode. Yeah, but- well, then you've got. Yeah, because the last part is they're carrying Ethelred red into his, yeah. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah. And the battle is quite a while, but he says, be merciful to me, O God. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I trust. I will not be afraid. What can a man do to me? Nothing. For you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from stumbling that I may walk before God. And I think you can, I think we've talked about this before where you can, you can interpret verses of the Bible through grace, or you can interpret um, verses of the Bible through law. Yeah. Not that this, not that this is a verse of the Bible. Um, I don't, I'm not sure that it is. It might be, but if you would interpret that, you could say that it was saying, I will, I trust in God that he will guide me, me to my destiny and he will guide my feet to victory. But I think it's saying that we can trust that even if we live or die, we're going to be with God. So you can live out your life according to, with God as your, yeah you know, your, your future picture, you can live your life out on earth with a heavenly hope. And that heavenly hope is that you're going to be with him someday. So when he says you've delivered my soul from death, not at this moment in the battle, but in the end, even when you die, you'll be alive with him. So I think think that's that's kind of what that's saying. I think that's how I get through the hard stuff is that mm-hmm. exact because I just have to go, this ain't it, this ain't it. I know I say that a lot, but I, I, that is my way. The only way I know how to deal with the really hard stuff because mm-hmm. it, it's not fair. It's not, it's, it's other, cho- again, it's choices and consequences of other people's choices or, or whatever it is, you know, 
how I explain cancer, how I explain little kids, bad stuff happening to them, how I explain rape, anything, all of that stuff. You can't, it, we've talked about this. It, there can't be the blessings and curses because it just doesn't work when you really it's have too to unequal. It's just way yeah. too unequal. And I don't think God is like that. And so even I, if, even if we say that God favors those with goodness in their hearts, that's not true because too many good people die young Yeah, <laughs> or, you know, too many people with goodness in their hearts have very bad things happen to them. Yeah. So I just have to go, this is not it. And that's why when people talk to me and when I start talking about grace or I, people start talking about Christianity, whether they're Christian or not Christian, a lot, most of the time it happens with Christians for me, um, this, this particular conversation, I will say, you know, cause I'll hear somebody's prayers or asking for something or, or whatever it is. And I'm like, I can't go there with you because for me, it feels like I'm going, Hey, you know how you like kind of saved me and like, um, you're giving me eternal life. Well, it's not enough. I'm going to need you to do this too. Even though I'm yeah. still like, I'm like, Oh, please go, please. You know, all that stuff. But I've said this before. I'm like, I can't, ju- I can't rationalize that in my brain. And so prayers uh-huh. have been really hard for me. But I like what Ben said on, I like what we just talked about because mm-hmm. that for me is my ultimate prayer. I'm like, thank you. I'm like, and when I come up against the bad stuff and the hard stuff, do I want it to be different? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want it to be different. Do you want to win the battle? Absolutely. Yes. Do I not want to die from this or that? Absolutely. But I can't put my faith in God like I'm not that faithful. Maybe some people are. And again, good for them that they can go into something and pray and go, I know God's going to fix this in his timing. And, but you don't know, you don't know because it's, people it's 50, like they, 50. Yeah. But they, but they rationalize that if it doesn't happen the way it, they prayed for it to happen, then, well, there's something else that's supposed to happen or that was a purpose or that. And well, I yeah, duh. I don't like that either. Like I need that concrete of, so what's concrete to me is there is bad stuff that's going to happen here. And there's good stuff that's going to happen here. And Mm -hmm. I think it's caused by cause and effect choices, consequences, and all of that. So anyway, so all that to say that. And just this earth that we live in. Yeah. Um, Can we just touch on how awesome the women are in this? And I think it's a shadowing for season five and some to come. Oh like, yeah. Uh, Brita's like a BA. Yeah. She's a huge powerhouse. And she's like, not and even the like, way she not even tell If you tell him I'm pregnant before this battle, she's like, I'm going into this thing. I am taking <laughs> people down, taking the Saxons. Mm-hmm. So she's like powerhouse in that leading all those people. I mean, she's like a leader in that. Oh yeah. Is. She's a huge leader. And then Aylesworth at first Edward's like cornering her because of some choices that she made, which again was a choice she made that she felt was the best choice in the situation that she had to take care of her family. This Uh is, you know, to, I don't think she was scheming and being vindictive. I think she was like, I need to protect the mercy and people. I need to protect my daughter. I need for Edward to understand that if he cowers to this, it's not going to be good for him either. And so Uh she, you know, but he comes in at her and at first she kind of cowers, but then she's like, you see that flip in her, like, uh, uh-uh. uh, 
you know, I'm gonna <laughs> it's almost stand like, with what I believe in. You are my son. You are my little boy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. Um, and then Edith is like helping Ethelfled and her and the ending when they had her trapped and was like, mm. you go, you can do this. I got you. This is what I'm gonna do for you. And then you see Ethelfled going, okay, I'm gonna remember this and take care of you. And um, so it's like they almost are coming together as like these you know, I love it. The, the, the women getting together. And then, um, uh, Stiora. Yeah. Stiora is going to be a huge part in season five. And like, you know, she's like, we did it. We, we, we hit everybody and like everything went well. We had a plan and we, the plan worked. Yeah. And who, um, is that? Well, of course, Ethel flood, she's, you know, she's like, goes in to talk to, Ethel read about her daughter because she knows what happens in these situations. She knows how mm-hmm. bad things will happen. And she, you know, is so worried about who is going to be um betrothed or whatever you call that to her daughter. And thank goodness. And she asks him to do the right thing. She says, you know, you're on your deathbed. Me too. This baby. is the time. This is the time for you to make some good decisions. Yeah. You've made some bad decisions. Let's forget about that. But this is the time to make some good decisions. And I do want to say that as much as I hate him. Obi's going to finally <laughs> Obi, redeem himself. He finally does redeem himself a little bit. Like he does do a good job when, and who knows, is he completely mentally out of it? I don't know. But I do think he has that glimmer that he is coming to his senses and he's sent, he's apologizing. He apologizes to Ethel fled. He apologizes to Edith. And I think that's endearing of him to do that at that point to finally, um, what do they call it? Just redemption or to finally admit that you were wrong. Yeah. And that's like the end, he's- you know, at the end of the matter, that's, that's it. That's what you need to do. And I will say that Aylesworth, she admits that. So of those three people I talked about at the beginning, Aylfric, Ethelred, and Aylesworth. Mm-hmm. Ethelred and Aylesworth. Aylesworth is the queen mother mm-hmm. and Ethelred is the king of Mercia. They both apologize and, and are feel guilty for what they've done. Mm-hmm. They apologize. They try to make things right. But I love Ethel Red's. Uhtred's uncle never does. Nope. Nope. He he takes to his grave hit, you know, his pride and it pretty much kills him. So I I yeah. And I like Ethel Red's when he says that I said I wrote that one. He when he's when he's saying sorry, hope you find comfort. Mm-hmm. Um live without being loved as a torture um, well he says to live without being loved is there a torture. it is i'm like looking at my yeah and live so then again you think to yourself it's it's his childhood trauma what did he go through that made him like that yeah and i think that's what we've talked know. about in podcasts before that we have to sit back and look at a person when they're mm-hmm. making bad choices or they're being mean and hateful to think about prequels. what made them that way. We need prequels. We need everybody's <laughs> prequel to see their, we know Uhtred's, his, mm-hmm. his and Brita's are really 
we can see. Edward. So here you go, Hollywood. You can do spinoffs on every single yeah. person and do the prequels to we can see, what was their childhoods like. We know Brita's childhood. We know Uhtred's childhood. We know Edward's Ed's, kind of. Edward's. We, we saw what they grew up with, their parents. We see what Ellsworth and Alfred were like. And Stiora um, and her brother. And... See Stiora and her brother. But other than that, everybody else, we don't know what, you know, has mm-hmm. happened in all of their lives. You can assume things like, you know, clearly Ethelred has issues with needing power and and being mean to women yeah but that's a power he's but it's fear it's it's fear of control Mm -hmm. yeah which is what most of um I was looking through oh I love Father Pierlig had such great stuff during this like that part one thing I will say that before you get to something you noticed was there's a scene with Uhtred and Father Pierlig after because he's the one that goes to the Mm -hmm. Welsh and gets them to fight in the battle because Aylesworth Mm -hmm. thinks that they're needed otherwise they're going to lose because she doesn't know if Edward's going to get help right so the Merso right Ethelflaed's coming with the Mercian army Uhtred's Mm -hmm. got his which is not enough they're not enough they're going to lose terribly and Ethelflaed's going to die if Edward doesn't help her her brother and if her brother doesn't help her which he's being a real little stinker brother and he's not going to go help her he's because got he's this guy so in prideful. He's got that guy in his mm-hmm. ear. He's totally under control by the guy who's like, yeah. they've so been she doesn't know if he's going to go help her. So she's got to take desperate measures and she yeah. sends Pierleg to the Welsh. Yeah. And he, you know, makes us some choices. And you said this, that he has them, you know, swears on the Bible that they'll get the The spoils of the battle but they'll get all this stuff so then we see the scene but i think he's he's torn he's torn because he doesn't want to swear on the bible because he knows that he's not he's he's not being truthful he's not being truthful in making that decision because it's not his decision to make but he still does it yeah he still does it because he has to and And he knows that they will take it and then he knows that there's going to be consequences Mm -hmm. Or if they don't get to take it, there will be consequences. But I think where we see the real part of that is what you pointed out when they're in the ill house. And I think Uhtred comes in to talk to him and he's he's like, no, no, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting And he's like, get out, get out. Yeah. And I think it's, he's going, he says the thing about Bayoka warned me that I would have to make choices that compromise, Mm -hmm. you know, and and he said, he's like, when kings weaken, just like we saw with Alfred, when kings weaken, when leaders weaken, people turn on each other. It goes chaos. If you don't have a strong leader that is, and it's not someone like Ethel Red, because Ethel Red was a very aggressive leader, but his people still turned on him because they couldn't trust him. Right. You it's need someone who is a, and not all strong leaders are aggressive. You need someone who is very humble and, but decisive and Mm -hmm. takes into account all people. Yeah. Alfred. And so (laughs) you, it's not just weak or strong leadership. You need someone who is going to unite the people. You have to unite the people. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what do you think? I mean, Pierlich was Pierlich was hugely torn by what Bayoka said with him having to choose between his country and his conscience. Like, and he sort of put together country and God 
because no. they make that such a big thing is that God and country are the same thing or his own love for the people, his own understanding of people and unity and love. And he had to choose the people. He had to choose to save the people. And that's why he swore on the Bible, knowing that or thinking that God was going to curse him for lying. <laughs> yeah. But it yeah. wasn't, it really wasn't. It was him choosing, just making a wise decision. And we make it, we make it so difficult to make, just make a wise decision. Yeah. It's just leave God out of it. Mm-hmm. One last part before we decide who is saying grace that I just remembered. Okay. We had two huge deaths, Bayoka and Stepha. Mm-hmm. Bayoka was really huge. Yeah. And then for them, Stepha. And do you remember? Ethel Red. That's what, that's what, yeah. Yeah. Three huge. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. Um, See, I just, we clearly don't care if you die because you're so bad. <laughs> he lives on forever. Um, but with that whole thing, we, we have now a torn relationship with Ethelfled and Edward. We're going into that, but mm-hmm. two, two relationships that changed or that were kind of different Eldhelm and Ethelfled. Okay. And then Brita and Uhtred, both of those had times when Brita was begging to be killed and Ethelfled was begging to be killed. Mm-hmm. And neither of those men could do it because they loved that person so much. Even yeah, that's really good. Ethelfled was going to become like basically their, they would have raped her and taken like mm-hmm. all kinds of terrible cool. things to her. And, she kept to her. and before the battle, she said they, they had planned that. And she had said, I know who I'm going to trust to kill me. If that, if that need be happen, you know, I won't be taken as a captive. You will have to kill me. And then when he got in the moment, he couldn't do it. And then there was the same thing with Rita gets captured by the Welsh. And she's like, please, I want to be with Ragnar. Please, 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 you know, please like, kill me. And, and, and I think there was a small moment there when Uhtred knew that he survived being a slave. Like he survived that slave ship. I'm always and like, he knew, she, maybe he knew she was strong enough to survive. And like maybe, maybe he, he was knew go within her, her and he was right. And he was hoping that she would survive it. Yeah. So I think that's one other thing I will have to point out that I thought was really, really good is we have that moment. I think it's in episode three when... Uhtred is sobbing over Bayoka's death. Oh. And I think, is he? With Fennin? Yes. And it shows him as this huge, strong warrior that is sobbing over someone he loves. And guys, I just want to go say, get his body. He wanted to go get his body so badly. Yes. If you are a man listening to this it is okay to cry like it is okay to sob it's more than okay so please if there's anything that we can I would love to just make that a very normal thing for men to cry it's okay so that's my that's my PSA public service announcement for that I stand on that same Mm -hmm. same 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 and um, I will have to point out one other thing. I love too. how we go. I will have to say, I will have to point out. I will have to. I need to say this. <laughs> Let me get this in. <laughs> Let me just say 
Can I say something right now? When we get when we get super awesome famous for our podcast, that's how they're going to make fun of us on Saturday Night Live. They're going to go. Yes. I will say like how they did the NPR thing with the Can I just say something right now? <laughs> I need to add. Okay, go ahead. I love the conversations with <laughs> adult children. I am in a stage of my life right now where I have lots of adult children. Yes. And I just want to, I just want to encourage parents of young children that it is so weird. It is so different when your kids are adult children and the conversation is so different. And so I really picked up on Aylesworth's conversation with Edward and how he was sort of like, the parent and she was the child. He was berating her. He was oh, that like one disciplining when I said, her. One we were talking mm-hmm. about when she first cowers, but then she stands back up against him. Yes. Yes. It's like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so much like What's adult that? children conversations. And then the conversation between Ed or um, Uhtred and his son Yeah, and his daughter, we're going to see a lot more of conversations with him and his daughter, but I think there's something to be said about that. I don't know. You said maybe in a podcast in our last podcast, or maybe a couple ago, just how um, it's so different with grown children, our relationships. We don't get books on that. But there's, there is one place to go that I love. It's called grown and flown. All right. They, they have, have to look it up and they have a book. It's called grown and flown. And it's so good in this stuff because it's all about kids that are older and then college and after college. And it's a lot of advice. And because I don't feel like we have a lot of parenting advice for adult children. And it's, it's such a gray area, or maybe it's just so apparent to me right now because I'm in it. How do you decide that somebody is, I know and mine 19 and I'm going, Mm -hmm. how do you decide that it's an 18 year old as an adult? (laughs) What? You guys, for real, why? There, I want to look at the history of that. There's okay. We need to dive into that because there's a reason. Just like the school calendar is a reason because it was. I'm pretty sure because years and years ago, when I mean, most people were married by that age. 14, 15, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. But now it's later, so kids are living at home until they're 30. If you don't know this yet. If you don't know this yet, the human brain, unless they have changed science, does not develop until 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Fully. So scary people out there making crazy choices. Before I think I had, I think I had three children before I was 25. Well, that made you 25 real fast. At- That's real scary. That's really scary. Yeah. Just okay. Like- what else? Is that it? I don't Anything know. We more talked we about the one must do these five episodes. One must do wrong to do right. That's what we talked about. That one was good. I love that. I love that everybody told Uhtred's son. Like, I just hope people are telling my daughter when she wants to push back on stuff. Okay, I'll do it for you, for your kids. You do, it. do it for you. Okay. Yes. And be like, your mom. I know she's listening in the other room tonight because your mom is the most amazing person <laughs> and she is so loving. See, that's why we need to do our eulogies for our funerals right now. Yes. We don't need to wait. We need to, wait. we just need eulogy to do them now. Did we talk about that on a podcast that we're going to have eulogy parties versus like, yeah, with Jeannie, they, they did. Yeah. Cause they did 
gender reveals and they did so we're gonna do eulogy parties eulogy parties um I I yeah I I don't even know where I was going but yeah I need you to to tell her and I'll tell your kids because oh that's what I was saying Bayoka tells what is his son's name I don't know now I can't think of it I I mean seriously people we have watched these shows hundreds of times and so I get it when you cannot remember the names of the people that we're talking about because do you do half the time we can't remember their names and we've watched these shows a million times so we're gonna look it up right no judgment Uhtred's son gets talked to by Finnan by Bayoka did anybody else talk to him maybe Bayoka talked to him like twice and Finnan once there was Citric and all that anyway um very credible sources yeah I feel like they were just like do you understand what you're fine anyway I thought that was cool okay who's saying yeah, her who's price, Rachel? who 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 um Ethelred of course she's oh, awesome we love her no not Ethel fled Ethel Red oh Ethel Red oh, I know I do I give him credit he really did he redeemed himself in the end U- he did really her. did let Ethel fled he gave her a lot of grace in the end saying that, you know what, you made your own choices and I shouldn't have condemned you for it. Yeah. Well, and even she said, we probably would have had a better marriage at our first yeah. night. It was like the first night you set the tone. If you hadn't treated me so horribly. Yeah. First night. So mm-hmm. true. Yeah. What do you think? Finnan. Finnan, Finnan, Finnan. Finnan. Finnan, which I've never said Finnan, but his... His prayer before Teton Hall was just really beautiful to me. So I like very him. graceful. It was really good. Finnan, I like his rhetoric and his. I'm going to start praying that prayer. <laughs> I thought it was really good. You already kind of do, but okay. We'll, we'll see. No. It just we sounds really good. Is. Okay. Well, we'll see it. We got some good stuff coming up and we're almost done. The movie coming out soon. Yeah, we're, we're trying to try to get up, these, right? get this all done before, and then we will talk about other shows. So if you have a show you want us to talk about, please share. We Which have some really freak. exciting stuff coming up. Are we so, going to do Shit Freak? Oh yeah. Cause I've already got a lot of good notes on that. So, so um, it, it might not be real long. Like some of these shows are not going to be as long as last kingdom. Well, right. We just we, drug we this out kind of long. We but. also didn't know what we were doing. We kind of said that before this is turning into like, we're, we're getting, we're figuring it out. It took us to about four or five to. Yeah. So know. I hope you guys are enjoying our interviews with people. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram at who dot is dot saying dot grace. You I don't, think don't have your good. dance. You got to make up. I got to get a better dance. I got to think of it. Who dot is dot saying dot grace on Instagram. Send us your messages. Courier pigeon still works. Like the podcast, share the podcast, (laughs) but all good things. Peace. Peace. (laughs)